Please turn in the Bible to 1 John chapter 3. We, we got here and everybody thought, oh, thank God we're here. Now we're never getting away from here. And I know somebody's thinking, are we ever going to get away from verse 1? Yes, probably in a couple of weeks. No, <laughs> no. Hopefully, hopefully in about a week or two. But I told you I'm de- dealing with this topically. Uh, and I'm doing that on purpose because, you know, what's contained here, I believe, is literally what made the Apostle John unkillable. Like, do you, I, I think I've coined that word. You know, they just could not kill him. And, you know, I think some, some of the revelations that he writes down, um, we need to hone in on, we need to understand the depth of, you know, the insight that he had and why they just couldn't kill him. Amen. And so reading in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1, and again, we're just reading the first part of verse 1, but I also want to read the first part of verse 2 because it relates. Beginning in verse 1, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. And then he goes on to say in verse 2, the first part, Beloved, now, now, now we are the children of God. Amen. Not in the sweet by and by. Right now. <laughs> and, and that's important. We need to know that because right now it tells us that now we have authority. Now we have all the privileges attached to being a child of God. And we've been looking at so many uh, privileges and blessings. And I just, you know, I don't want to uh, review. Is that okay? Because I know you guys are going online and listening to this. And thank you for doing that. Uh, it allows me to just keep going. Amen. So we're going to continue on from where we left off. Added to being heirs of God and His children and having all of our needs met. We looked at that last week, all right, uh, and the week before. As mentioned before, we also have the supreme privilege of being led and guided by the Spirit our entire life. Now, this is in fact one of the things that truly distinguishes us from the rest of the world. Now, there's a lot of things, but this one really, you know, when we read the Apostle Paul's writings in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, you'll see what I mean. He says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, he says, these are sons of God. Now remember again, the reason that he calls everybody sons of God is because the Son lives in all of us. Amen? The, the boys didn't get the Son and the girls got something else. Amen? You see, this is one of the things that also caused the, the church to you know, have this, this problem with gender. It's very sad that we should have been the ones leading the way on that one. To say that there is no... Because Galatians tells us there is no male or female. We are all one in Christ. Amen. Now we understand that there is a difference in gender to get married and stuff. (laughs) Okay? Like we need that. All right. But we need to understand in God's kingdom that God sees everybody as His children and they're all equals in His kingdom. He doesn't say, oh, 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 there's a man there. Come to the front, come to the front. All the women stand in the back, please. We have to deal with the man first because you know, you know, amen. Doesn't happen. In in fact, I think more women get to the front than the men. Because they're praying. Where are the men? Somewhere else. No, 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 I know we got praying men. Praise God. And that redemption came to everybody. Amen. And you can't put people in a box either. I really have issues with that as well, you know, because people have preached and pastors have got up and preached and, you know, churches I've gone to and been a part of, you know, that they'll say, oh, you know, as men, and they'll start saying something. And I'm thinking, hang on, we all have the mind of Christ. We're all temples of the Holy Ghost. All things are possible to all of us. 
We'll see that scripture maybe today, maybe next week. <laughs> okay? <laughs> right. You know, if that's the case, how does that suddenly make you deficient? Amen. We need to stop letting the world stereotype us and religion stereotype us. We really need to get away from that. Amen? In Christ, we can do anything and everything, and we should be doing anything and everything according to our calling. Don't step out of your calling. <laughs> okay, all right. So let's get back to this. And this is a promise that was made by Jesus in John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, where he said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. And this, this word helper, can I, let me just give you some definitions here. It, in the literal text, it means comforter, strengthener, counselor, helper, advisor, advocate, ally, and friend. So all those people that say, well, I'm, you know, I, I, just, I just don't have anything or anyone. There is a helper. You know, he was saying this to people that they, they had a concern. He's going and they're going to be left alone. Okay, all right? And so they're a little freaked out right now. And he says, I'm going to send you a helper like myself. If we, if we read in the Greek, it'll actually say a helper just like me. All right? Which means he's saying, I'm not going to leave you and there's nothing to fill that gap. I'm going to send someone that will fill that gap in a way that it has never been filled before. Instead of having a helper on the outside, you're going to have a helper on the inside. Amen. Do you know what the, the good thing about that is? If you have a helper on the outside, you could be separated geographically. You could need help and they're somewhere else. <laughs> okay? And they really want to be with you, but they're somewhere else. But having a helper on the inside, he's always with you. And that's why Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. In other words, wherever you go, I'm there. Amen? Hallelujah. And he says, let me read it again. And so he says again, John 14, 16, I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Praise God. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Notice, the world cannot receive him. Do you know why? Because you need to be born again. He can't come into a dead person. Unless they invite him. You know, that's the, that's the miracle. If you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, a, cre a new creation comes into play. Amen? You become a new creation. 2 Corinthians, I think, 5.17 says all things are, you know, all the old stuff is gone. I'm just paraphrasing now. And everything is new and it's all God. Did you all get that? And in that comes the Holy Spirit. And into that comes the Holy Spirit. And it is his work that causes all of that. So he's there, but for those that reject, he can't come in. He can't do a thing. Amen. But, and that's why he says, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. You know him. Let me stop there for a minute. You say, well, I don't know. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay? You know him. There is an instinct inside of you now that knows him. Did you get that? I don't care how cardinal you are. It's still there. Okay, all right. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Now we know the will be in you part was going to take place on the day of Pentecost. We're going to take a look at that in just a minute. So, you know, he says he'll, so we know at least one thing, he's with us. 
And Jesus was, you know, I love Jesus said, he'll, he'll be with you and in you. So let's go to Acts chapter 2 very quickly and look at that there. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, I'm going to be reading through to verse 4. He says, when the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. It made an impression. It wasn't this quiet thing. Oh, 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 I, th I, I, think, I, feel the, I, I think I feel the spirit here. Uh, I think it's just pizza, dude. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. I, I feel something. <laughs> it's not that. I, I need you to get this because it is really important. We miss this. If we, were, if we were watching this, if we were seeing this, it would be like a scary story. You know, there'd be this sound starting to come through and everybody would be going, Okay, what's going on? I'm freaking out here a little bit. Are you all here? That's a good thing. But this is what's going on. And it says, he says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a, of a rushing mighty wind. I want, you to I want you to do this. I want you to take a moment imagine this. There is this sound that's coming. The windows are closed. <laughs> and it's windy on the inside with the windows closed and outside it's still. Are you getting this? I mean, things are happening inside. How would you feel? I think I need to go change my shorts. <laughs> you know? I'm serious, man. I mean, this stuff isn't normal. This isn't natural. And it says there, uh, why am I doing all of this? Because I really want you to understand something very powerful happened. Something supernatural happened. Something spectacular happened. It wasn't just supernatural. It was spectacular. You know, we always say, don't, you know, don't look for the spectacular, you know, focus on the supernatural because that's what's important in our life. But I tell you, here both happen. <laughs> Amen? And it says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then, after the wind, after the big racket, are you getting this? He say, it says, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. I mean, it went from wind to fire. Amen. Listen, this is what's available to you. When you start praying, all sorts of things begin to happen in the spirit. Some, of the, some people have actually experienced it in the natural. They've been praying and a wind has started to blow and they look outside and everything is still. Seriously? And then things start happening. Hallelujah. Some got freaked out. Some knew what was happening. Amen? All right. I need you to know that what we're believing in, what we are asking, you know, when we're praying, it's not just imaginary. Nobody was having an imaginary time here. This was Im impacting their senses. This was impacting every part of them. Amen? And it says here, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. It wasn't fire, but as of fire. All right? And one sat upon each of them. Are you beginning to see this? You're beginning goosebumps right now? Amen. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want you to see 
something happened to them. And then something proceeded out of them. To let them know something had happened to them. Are you getting this? See, let me just take a, just a moment to deal with this. There was a time where you know, people used to say, well, you know, if you're filled with the Spirit, then you speak with other tongues. And if you're not speaking with other tongues, you're not filled with the Spirit. Uh, the first part is right, the second part isn't. <laughs> okay? When you're filled with the Spirit, you have the ability to speak in other tongues. Just because you don't speak with other tongues doesn't mean you weren't filled with the Spirit. Do you get what I said? If you invite him in, he comes. Amen? He's there. And he'll start to work in you the way you need him to work in you. Now, along with that came a language, but not everybody steps into that. Not everybody uh, uses that. Are you all here? But can I say this? If ever you get desperate and you start hearing words coming out of, out of your mouth that you don't know, keep going. <laughs> okay? Because there it is. It's there. When you need it, it'll be there. It, you know, it also comes under the, the category of the manifestations of the Spirit. Remember in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, is it? Uh, that talks about all the gifts of the Spirit. They're not gifts, they're manifestations. Okay? In the manifestations of the Spirit, one of the manifestations is tongues as well. Okay? Uh, speaking in tongues and also interpretation of tongues. And the thing you, you need to understand is those are things that happen when you're in, in distress. They will start coming out as you need it. That's kind of like the superhero power, okay, that you have inside of you that lays dormant until you need it. Because it says, as the Spirit wills. Can I say the Spirit wills as you need it? If you don't need it, He won't will it. If you're in a job interview, do you know one of the things that allows you to see into that future and to sort of get a, an inkling of what they're going to ask you and be prepared for it? is that, that manifestation. This is also what allows us, as the children of God, to minister God's word. You know, if you're timid and you're, you know, you're a person that really doesn't want to push religion on people, is that, is that all of us? I hope so. Okay, <laughs> please don't push religion, okay? All right, okay. <laughs> you almost got caught. All right, the, the thing is that we don't want to push religion on people. All right? We want to present the truth to people, up to them whether they take it or not. Everybody's got a will. God won't force it. You shouldn't. End of story. All right? Okay. Can I just say this? So much of the time, you know, people throw us into witnessing. <laughs> okay? <laughs> that horrible thing. Okay? And, you know, they want you to go witness to somebody. And you think, I wouldn't want to witness to me. No, can I be honest with you, you know? You think if I turned up at the door, I'd slam the door on my face. I don't want that. No, thank you. Because I'm not in a conducive mood right now. Amen. That's the reason why, you know, you need to pray before you go. A lot of people go before and then they pray after. Pray first. And, and as God leads, then go. Because somebody out there might be praying and might be asking God, God, I need a word from you. I need something from you. And guess what? You knock on the door. Uh, let me give you an example very quickly. There was this, this, this team. I'm talking about being led by the Spirit. Okay, As sons of God and the children of God, we need to be led by the Spirit. Not, not by guilt, okay, but by the leading of the Spirit. And so you know, these, there, there was this group of people that were going out and witnessing. Because you know, they want to grow their church and everything. Okay? And so they're going out. And they're going out in, in droves and coming back, not one person getting saved. 
And, and you know, uh, one individual went to the Lord, a lady, went to the Lord and said, God, what are we doing wrong? And he said, well, you're going on on your own. You're not taking me with you. You're also not asking me anything, <laughs> okay? So, he, she, so he, she said, what do I do? And he said, pray. Okay. Do we go out at all? Don't. Interesting, isn't it? So just stay and pray. I'll let you know when to go. For the next couple of weeks, I think three weeks or whatever, all they did was they spent all the time that they would go out in prayer. It was about three hours or something that, you know, given themselves. And so they just spent three hours in prayer. And like, Anybody getting anything? Nothing. No. Keep praying. Come the next week. Praying, 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 praying. Anybody? Nothing. No. Keep praying. Finish that. Go home. Come the next week. Praying, 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 praying. Anything? No. The fourth week they come along, somewhere around there. They come along and they're praying, praying, praying. And they say, ooh, I got something. And everybody's like, oh, thank God, finally. You know? <laughs> What'd you get? I'm teaching you something really important right now. I'm teaching you how to be led by the Spirit, not, not to be guilted into doing things, and that when you're led by the Spirit, it will work. Okay? And you have this. This is a privilege you have as a child of God. All right? And so <laughs> the lady said, I actually saw a number on the door. I don't know, number 12 or 14 or whatever, okay? And, and said, where? She goes, I don't know yet. Let's keep praying, <laughs> okay? So keeps praying, and the next thing she gets is the address. Like, she knows where to go. And she says, I think I know where to go. And, you know, the person that was leading it goes, go, go. <laughs> we'll pray. You go. And so, you know, a little nervously, because this is a first-time thing for her. And, and for them, they go in teams, okay? And went up. And found the door. There it was. Just the way she saw it in the vision. Knocked on the door. And heard this itty bitty voice going, come in. And she's like, okay. Uh, I guess we're going in. You know, this is weird. Door was unlocked. Go in. And, they, and she's like, uh, where are you? <laughs> I'm in the back room. Keep coming. You know, fourth door on your left down the hall. Whatever it was, okay? So they're like, okay. <laughs> a little freaked out now, you know? They, they, they sort of go in. And there's this little old lady. She's in bed. She's unwell. Can't move. And she said, oh, you're here. Watch what happened now. She says, come to me. Pray for me. If you pray for me, I'll get well. They said, how do you know that? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a great thing and everything. She said, I had a vision. See how God worked this? And God told me that you were coming to leave the door open. You'd be here. And as soon as you lay hands on me, I'd be well. Well, guess what happened? They laid hands on her. She got well. She came to church. Her family followed. Yada, yada, yada. Are you all with me? Okay. That's the privilege we have. That's what God wants us to do. Not be out in droves doing stuff in the flesh. Looking good, but it's not God. Do you understand? There's good and there's God. We need to stay in God. Amen? That's what is available to us. That's what's available to you for your whole life. Everywhere you go, whatever you do. You can be led by the Spirit. Can you see what a powerful thing this is now? Amen. Okay. This is the, the verse of Scripture I was getting to now. In Acts chapter 4, as much as they were, they were able to speak with other tongues, 
There is something else vocally you can do when the Spirit comes. Let's read in Acts chapter 4 verse 29. <clears throat> the, the disciples have been severely threatened. Okay, in Acts chapter 4 and verse 17. And instead of, and they've been told, don't preach, don't speak in the name of Jesus. Or else. You know one of those or else's? Okay. And guess what they do? Verse 29. They don't get picket, spend little, you know, their little signs and go around and protest. Come on. Okay. I need you to get something here. All right. It, it says in verse 29, it says, they go to God and they say, now Lord, look on their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. There's their prayer. Verse 30, by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through your uh, holy servant, Jesus. There's the power. Don't ever go into prayer without asking for power. We're not here peddling religion, people. We're here making a difference in people's lives. Do you understand? Okay, verse 31. <laughs> and when they had prayed, nothing happened. They, had to re they received a little thing in their heart that they thought, oh, Jesus, you've heard us. Now we can go home. It's not what it says. <laughs> okay? Watch what happens. This is very interesting what happens. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Wow. Do you think God heard? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And watch what it doesn't say. And they all spoke with, with tongues. Did you see it didn't say that? Do you see that everybody that reads that, the next thing they want to see is, and they spoke in tongues. I told you, you can be filled with the Spirit and not speak in tongues. Or something happened to you. So don't tell people off that if you, if you really got filled with the Spirit, you take them to this verse. Amen? Is this setting somebody free? I hope it is, you know, because we're here to set you free, not put you in bondage. Amen. God isn't the sort of God that comes and says, well, naughty, whack. What is wrong with you? Everybody else got it. How come you can't say it? What is wrong with you? Open your mouth. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but that's how people are. Seriously. I've been there. Anyway, <laughs> I've seen it happen, and it's terrible. Okay, all right. And it says, watch, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Can I say it was anointed? That when they opened their mouth, something was coming out. And it wasn't coming with squeak, squeak, squeak. It was coming loud and strong and powerful. And if you were standing there, you wouldn't be standing there for long. You'd be done. <laughs> okay? You know what I'm trying to say? There was that kind of force coming out. Amen. And I'll say this to you. Those people that are filled with the Spirit will, will, will display one of these traits. They'll either be speaking in tongues or they're speaking the Word of God with boldness. Amen. Whatever is coming out of their mouth, it will be God expressing Himself through them. Hallelujah. One way or the other, it is destructive to the kingdom of darkness. It does damage. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, this is what I was going to get to. Now, as a result of being God's children and having the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can have the benefit of being able to see into the future. With Jesus saying in John chapter 16 and verse 13. I love this scripture. He says, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things 
to come. He will tell you things to come. He can see into the future. Everybody else in this world is in the rat race. You're not one of the rats. You are in a whole other race. <laughs> Amen? You are in a king's race. It's a whole different thing. You got armor. It's a little bit slower. But while they're falling like flies, you still should be standing. Because you got armor on. And we need to understand that, you know, we need to understand that our journey may not be as swift. Although, can I say this? God has a habit of doing things suddenly. It's almost, it, it's, it's kind of like cricket, isn't it? And I'm just thinking of cricket right now. You know, you stand there and you stand there and it's a long time. And it's like, oh dear God, is anything going to happen? And then two seconds, somebody just pops a, a, you know, a, a, a ball and somebody's diving to catch it. They come out of a deep coma. <laughs> and there's seconds of exhilaration, freak out. I don't know what other words I can use, but you know what I'm trying to say. There's this frenzy, and we're back to going to sleep. And you better not miss that catch when it comes to you after standing there for three hours doing nothing. Literally watching the grass grow. I get, I, I'm just telling you, man. I think that's, uh, sometimes I feel that's our life. That's how, you know, life in God is. You kind of plot along and you think, God, and he goes, no. You know, you say, boy, is this ever going to happen? He goes, yeah, you know, just do what you're doing. It seems like it's taking forever. And then suddenly the house shakes and all of this happens and it goes, boom. And then suddenly you go, oh, dear God. He goes, well, I told you. <laughs> okay, then, <laughs> you know, let's go from here now. God is a God of suddenlies, but you need to understand that the journey there can be very unsuddenly. Can I use that word? Okay, and, and you, you almost kind of, you know, drool and your eyes are rolling back and then it happens. And then you're thinking, I don't, I'm not ready for it yet. I told, and then God's, God's God, I told you. Told you be ready. Amen. Amen. How do you know that? Oh, experience, brother, experience. Lots and lots of it. Anyway, <laughs> what this means to us is that when we are walking in the reality of this blessing, we should not only be able to see ahead and make right choices. This is one of the key things. You know, I don't know how many times God has just shown me something that's about to happen. And because I wasn't taken by surprise, it allowed me to pray. It, uh, it allowed me to brace myself. It allowed me to get wisdom from God. It allowed me to get to a place where when it hit, no matter how many people went like, wow, that's just, that just shocked us. I just, I don't know what to do. You do. Because that all happened to you about three weeks ago. Amen? And you didn't say, get thee behind me, Satan. Hello. Can I just say this? Sometimes God will say something. That's coming, to, that's coming your way. By all means, pray over it. By all means, do what you know to do to shut it down. But understand something as well. People have wills and God won't trespass their wills. If he could, he would have got them all saved the moment Jesus died. You need to get that as a fact in your life. Okay? Knowing that, you need to understand now that as much as you pray... People, when they decide they're going to do something, they'll do something. But you don't need to be taken by surprise when they go do, the, do that bad thing to you. You can already be in the know. 
You can already have this kind of, you know, warning from God. And like I said, as much as you want to pray over that, much as you want to rebuke whatever you want to rebuke, just understand, be ready. If they're going to go ahead, you need to be ready. And don't go to God and go, why did you let this happen? God was, was going to say, I try to warn you. But you're God, you can do everything. Is the wrong response. If he could do it, I told you he'd get everybody saved, like it or not. Wouldn't you, after your son died on the cross, such a horrible death? I'm serious, man. If he was going to do something, that would have been it. He goes, yeah, but I have that. Shut up, you're getting saved. (laughs) That would have been it. If God can do everything, that would have been it. So we know from that one incident that your will is sovereign. You know how they talk about God being sovereign? Can I say this? Your will is sovereign. He won't trespass that. Even if it means you're going to hell, he will leave you. He'll have everything ready for you, but it's your choice. Amen? All right. Let me see if I can finish this because... Okay. It also means that the devil should never be able to catch us off guard and surprise us in any way or form. Amen? Amen. We're going to leave it there today, uh, I think, because we're so close. And I'll, the next area we're going to get into is angels. <laughs> okay? Today we got led by the Spirit. Next time we're going to talk about the angelic realm and the things that are available to us as children of God. We are heirs now. And they have been sent to minister for them who are heirs of salvation. Amen? So we, I don't want to rush through that. Is that okay? Let's pick that up next week. Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all the wisdom, revelation, and insight that we're receiving. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for his presence in our life. And what a powerful presence that is. No wonder the Apostle John says, Behold, what manner of love is this? That we should be in that position that we could be called the sons of the children of God. Hallelujah. And we just thank you, Lord, for all that your death on the cross paid for and made available to us. And we thank you. No wonder your word says that my people are only destroyed for one reason, a lack of knowledge, not for a lack of power, not for a lack of benefits, not for a lack of blessing. They just don't know. But we thank you, Lord, that we know. And as the more we learn, the more we walk in this, the more we'll, we'll experience the blessing of God. And the more we'll fall into the category of, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And we thank you that with this soul prosperity will come all the rest. In Jesus' name. Everybody said. Amen. Amen.